August 17th, and we've got a special guest in our studios. Welcome to Crowdcast, the five-minute podcast where we discuss the merits of data collected by smartphone-wielding consumers on behalf of retailers and brand manufacturers and QSRs. I'm your host, Mobius Head of Marketing, Chris Angel. This is episode eight, special episode eight. We're joined with, by Kevin Lark in the studios today. Woo! Opened our Chicago office recently. Hi, Kevin's our director of retail business development. What's going on in the world of retail store analytics? Like, you know, um, what's the latest technology? Yeah. What are these guys looking for? And we'll, we'll break down each one of these questions um, specifically and generally. But yeah, tell us a little bit about where you came from. Yeah, absolutely. You've been so, at Moby how long now, man? I've uh, been at Moby now for about the last month. So relatively new. Moby, but not new to the retail space at all. For about the last five years, I worked with um, uh, with nationwide retailers um, such as PetSmart, Genesco, Office Depot. Ooh. I worked with um, with them providing uh, traffic data. So I work for a company called ShopperTrack, and they provide traffic counting. Recently acquired, big player that, in the store analytics place that, space. Absolutely, they were just recently acquired by Tyco, um, and um, ShopperTrack provides traffic counting technology. So uh, I loved working with retailers because over the last five years, the retail space has significantly changed. So you've got um, a ton of outside pressure uh, and a lot of noise from the e-commerce side, from the Amazons of the world. Uh, so retailers are always trying to maximize what's happening. Jet, sorry. Jet. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and um, uh, let's see. Uh, here in town, we have um, the other big pure play. I can't remember their name. We're here in town. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No. Yeah. No worries. So there's uh, there's. But is it is it pressure or noise? Both. Or both. both. Um, most of it is legitimate pressure and significant competition. So, um, so every single retailer is being forced to um, make everything within each individual store that much more efficient and effective. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I loved working in the retail space, especially at my last company. I was providing them with the answers around how many people were coming in the door and how effective each store was at um, converting um, or driving conversion rate or driving sales but the, the question always came up with so many of my clients which was okay this is great you're telling me how many people are buying or who are not buying but why aren't they buying so that's that's really the exciting reason of, of why Moby was so appealing to me is we have the ability to quantify why or what is the customer experience within the store yeah so so I was interested in all this data that's out there. Right? These mm-hmm. stores have endless amounts of data, but what's the most important thing? Is it always come down to why? And, and do they really think they can get to those answers? I mean, and, and I agree with you. That's why I'm here too. Is I think we're much closer to that attribution question. But yep. you know, is do they really think they can get to why? Um, I, I I always think, you know, given how many different places or how many different directions any consumer can go to to purchase the same product Uh, they have so many choices now that quantifying why might be different from you know one shopper versus another so to me um, there isn't one golden nugget of data that's out there that each 
if each retailer knew it, they'd be able to drive sales by right. X. So, what have you seen that does? What what can they act on? You know, what, what in terms of technology in the store, collecting information, and turn around and make they, they can act and make changes on immediately or it, within. Yeah, again, I think I think coming from the space that I came from, understanding how many people come in the door and when they come in, I think it's a very easy. Uh, it's very easy for retailers to shift staffing to align with traffic uh, to be able to impact immediate change. And that's usually change that will impact, you know, anywhere from one to three points of conversion, which could be significant. Uh, but over the course of time, as there's more and more pressure, you're going to need to continue to drive results. So um, I would say at first traffic is... You know, understanding traffic and conversion rate is, is really important. Um, but I don't believe that there is one key metric from one organization to the next that's, that's you know, the, the most important one. I think yeah. it's different for every single one. What are they, and so when you're, that's the part that's fascinating. How could it be different for everyone if, it, I mean, it's a store and the basics are the basics. I just feel like most retailers don't have the basics like traffic or um, basic measurement on, you know, um, store associate behavior sure. you know, or training and, or, you know, consistency of yeah. promotional calendars. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think when you look at it, I think every single individual shopper is different and each individual shopper has a different expectation of each retailer. So when I go into a Nordstrom versus going into a JCPenney, um, each retailer serves a specific purpose for me, but I realize that the service level is going to be significantly different or the experience is yeah. going to be significantly different. So, um, so I look at every single retailer uh, as they have their own DNA, whether it's the products they provide, the service level they provide, yeah, or sure. um, each retailer, in my opinion, excels at something and has huge opportunities in other areas. Right. So... That, to me, in and of itself, is the reason why there isn't one silver bullet for every single retailer. Um, so that, that's kind of my no, opinion That's a good there. point. That's a good point. What, what, what are the technologies out there right now, you know, based on your previous roles and yep. your current conversations? Like, what, what are these guys... There's the so much. There's so much. If you see stuff at Macy's, Macy's is doing... Um, they, they tend to do tests with you know, things like virtual reality. Uh, there's tons of testing that's happened over the last few years with beacon technology. Yeah, um, is that going anywhere? It seems to me like it's not, but I... You know, it's, I think a lot of it depends on, on the mobile space. So Apple, Android phones, what's gonna happen there? I think that has a huge impact of whether or not people can actually activate beacons and utilize them to their full capacity. But uh, if you read, um, you know, certain certain magazines. Uh, I think there was an article in Fortune or in Bloomberg predicting that the beacon technology market could rise as high as forty billion in the next ten years or so. So there's absolutely the potential there. In, but in beacons, beacon manufacturer revenue or in like transactions occurring via beacons or no, the beacon technology yeah, industry the itself. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So there's that. Um, so we see the beacon technology quite a bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of different apps that are out there that I think are, are really interesting that could encourage more shopping, 
or more traffic such as Shopkick. Um, I'm a huge advocate of Shopkick. What's going on with Shopkick? I mean, like, you know, are they, are they tying into True Analytics? I know they were trying to get into some reward programs. And yeah, my understanding is is you know they're what they're doing is is kind of helping to buck the trend of you know there's there's fewer and fewer traffic in retail stores. They're incenting shoppers to go into stores, so they'll give them kicks or points to go into the stores. Now. Um, as far as I know, they also have the ability to provide analytics if one of their members also ties in um, Apple Pay into yeah. their phone. So then they can provide a significant amount of analytics. But outside of that, I don't know if the analytics piece is there for Shopkick yeah. just yet. Um, but but again, I think there's a great application um, there that they have. And I think um, anything that we can do to encourage more shoppers going into brick and mortar stores is going to be key because um, you know the story is is the traffic is diminishing but uh, overall sales as a whole in retail is you know uh, slowly slowly diminishing within the stores but you see e-commerce increasing you see Amazon's results obviously improving as well so uh, I think shoppers are still spending it's just a matter of where and how yeah and I think that I tend to think it's just shifting dollars versus mm-hmm. growth in one area versus another, and some of that shifting could be happening with into existing e-commerce sites within the um, brick and mortar guys. Yep. So, which doesn't get broken out as easily available as other yep. pure play e-commerce, but yeah. So that which which sort of brings up a little bit around the buy online pickup in-store phenomenon like it, do, you, do you bump into that so like what what sort of conversations do you have yeah absolutely to me i think that's you know really the first step in in kind of bridging the gap between the the increasing pattern of shoppers buying online uh but retailers still want to encourage shoppers to go into their stores um so to me that that's a great way of kind of closing the loop if you will um we're definitely seeing a lot of, of retailers doing it. I see Staples doing it. Uh, I think they've been pretty successful so far. Um, but well, they got our buddy Fazil Fazil Masood over there running that. You know, he's got that <laughs> dialed in. Former Amazon guy. There you go. Um, but to me, I think if you can execute on that properly and encourage shoppers to go into your store, that to me is a huge differentiator because buying a product online is great. But an experience from one website to the next is not really a, a great experience for a shopper. So I think if you want to distinguish yourself uh, versus your competitors in the retail space, you need to have a really strong shopping experience within your store. Um, so if there's a way to take the, the folks who are buying online, get them into your store and have a better experience than maybe some of your other competitors, you're going. You're going to ultimately drive sales. Yeah, and you're going to keep that customer. I think the buy online thing. They essentially got one chance. Yep. To do it right. Yep. Um, and then in terms of you know how you see Moby's application impacting mm-hmm. decisions. You know, personally, I've seen brands make immediate decisions on their merchandising efforts and their channel uh, channel redirects. You know calling up their merchandising specialist and say, hold off, 
don't go to these 50 stores or don't go to these 500 stores. They're yep. fine. Well, we just check them out. Go to these hundred where you need to fix something. Yeah. You know, so, you know, that's sort of maybe on the brand side of things, but on, on the in-store thing, how do you see Moby impacting your, your customers? Yeah, I see. And this is the reason why I was really excited to come on board here is that um, to me, I, I see so many different applications of this. And, and to my point before, I, I I feel like each retailer might have a different use of the data, uh, but in general, I would say retailers have the largest, most untrained sales forces within their stores. Um, and I know retailers invest a significant amount of capital and time in coming up with sales training uh, yeah. or retraining, sending people out to the field to train in a way to increase sales. So I think number one, uh, the best way to, to utilize Moby would be um, to make sure that, that there's compliance on the sales training side. So make sure your managers, your associates are all singing from the same song sheet to give you the best possible chance to drive sales, right? Even though there may be less and less traffic that's coming in your stores, let's capitalize on every single opportunity that comes in the door. Yeah. That's oh. Focusing on that systemic collection is is critical that's not a one and done that's not an audit thing yep that, that's that's like operational yep. insights that's that's systemic that's integrated into the the business process yep absolutely right because i i know retailers as as the landscape continues to change they modify their strategy and they want to make sure their associates are executing that strategy yeah. so that's a way for us to quantify whether or not that's happening and we can also send real-time alerts to individual stores, uh, store managers, district managers to alert if uh, they may or may not be in compliance. Um, the second piece to me, which I think is really critical, and I said this before, but I think in order to drive sales and create a unique um, opportunity for every single shopper that comes into your store, you need to have some sort of a great experience for your shopper. Now. The products that retailers are selling within their stores may or may not be the sexiest things that are out there, but if you have an easier experience or cleaner experience, um, to me, I think it just improves your chances to drive sales. I mean, you see Office Depot, I know I keep bringing up the, the office size um, um, vertical, but I see Office Depot, they're creating the store of the future. It's a cleaner crisper way of presenting the exact same products that they always have been. To me, I think that will drive sales. So we can help retailers quantify what shoppers' feelings are around that experience or how, to, how are things presented. Um, so, so to me, that, that's a really soft measurement that's really difficult sometimes to quantify for retailers and Moby absolutely has the ability to right. do it in a very fast, scalable way. Yeah. Um, so then, and then to, I would say the last two uses, I think that, that I'm starting to see with a lot of retailers as well is, um, you know, understanding merchandising, you know, are things positioned properly on the shelves? Pricing, is it in line with what the guidelines should be? Um, or retailers who, who wholesale their products within other retailers, are they in compliance with their brand standards? Uh, pricing standards. So again, there are a million different uses depending on the retailer what their strategy is. Um, you know, we can customize a program that will quantify exactly what they're looking to accomplish. Uh, but then, 
as as you have more and more competition, whether it's from the e-com side, Amazon, you name it, it's all out there. Um, we also have the ability to send RBs directly into their direct competitors to understand uh, what pricing or what experience those customers are having in those stores. Yeah. Um, as as competition continues to heat up, and I think it's only going to get more and more intense, you need to stay very, very close, um, closely in tune with what your competitors are doing to make sure that you're a step ahead. Yeah, I love the competitive angle. Yep. The, um, one of the things you mentioned is Amazon, and I, we'll wrap it up here shortly, but, you know, this is, this is breaking for the podcast, but, you know, we, we do have applications for online, you know, pure play guys like Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, without spilling too many state secrets, what, you know, you know we're talking to Amazon, what's going to happen there, do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, very early conversations, but, um, you know, I, I, if you look at Amazon, their play, I mean, um, they're really winning the war in retail, I think, just because they have so many advantages that traditional brick and mortar, um, you know, traditional brick and mortar retailers may be impacted by. So, um, number one, they, they don't have brick and mortar stores, so they can be a lot more... Um, uh, you know, a lot more flexible if they need need to be on pricing. Um, so I think a huge application of how you can use Mobi is to send uh, all of our bees into um, higher ticket items. So things like consumer electronics to see in specific markets what are the best buys, the HH Greggs, um, you know, you name the consumer electronics stores what are they pricing a TV at at this time? And that's gonna change throughout the course of the year, what promotions are happening. And I I, I absolutely would believe that Amazon would wanna see exactly what that pricing yeah. uh, information looks like right. in real time. Well, so, we, have, we have other verticals where we're creating pricing indexes that yep. people are acting on. So that's, yeah. it seems pretty legitimate. Yeah, absolutely. Use case. Yeah. Yep. So. Or not that makes this podcast is a whole other question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, Kevin Lark, Director of Retail, Woo! Retail Business Development on the cast today, the Crowdcast. Uh, you can hear more at getmobi.com. You're probably listening today, Justin, our producer. Uh, where, where we got this up? SoundCloud? And- SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Boom. Get all accessible from getmobi.com slash resources or just click the button that says resources and you'll have all of our episodes this is episode 8 and uh, look for us next week thanks for coming Kevin anytime Woo.